Keys to victory for week 11 on Monday Night Football for the 49ers against those Arizona Cardinals. What do the Niners have to do to win in Mexico City? Uh, we'll get into the chat. George Kittle maybe a little frustrated with his target share in the 49ers offense. We'll get into all of it in the latest injury report coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, today's episode of Locked On 49ers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. I see some folks already jumping in on the live stream. If you are an audio only listener, you, you, you got to check us out on YouTube. We have a lot of fun. Get into the chat a little bit. Go live. Uh, we like to do it Sundays after the games. No game for the 49ers. We're still going live Sunday here for our last episode here, previewing Monday Night Football. But after the game on Monday Night Football, we'll be with you Tuesday morning with the Rapid React pod. But if you want to check us out live post game, we'll be right here on the YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe and the thumbs up and all of those things. Michael in the chat says, can't wait for the game tomorrow. Y'all rather play Kyler or Colt? Let's start with the injury report. Right now, Kyler Murray is a game-time decision, it looks like, for uh, for the Arizona Cardinals against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Uh, looking at the rest of the injury report for the Arizona Cardinals, Zach Ertz out, DJ Humphreys, offensive tackle out, Byron Murphy, this is a big one, starting corner, been a really good player, didn't practice all week. He is out now for Monday Night Football against the 49ers. Max Garcia, another offensive lineman. DeAndre Hopkins dealing with a hamstring. And Kyler Murray also with a hamstring, both questionable for uh, for Monday Night Football. Hop did not practice Thursday, but he did get in limited sessions the last two days. Kyler Murray has been limited in practice all week. So we'll see if we get Colt McCoy here or Kyler Murray. Supposed to be a game-time decision. Some other minor injuries uh, that some folks were dealing with. Actually, Colt McCoy has a knee of his own, was limited to start the week, but he was a full participant. He'll be ready to go if he's called upon. Buda Baker, the star safety, has an ankle injury. Didn't practice early in the week, but got back to full, and he's looking good for Monday night football. So that is the Arizona Cardinals side of things. We'll get to the 49ers injury report. Croc, what about that question from Michael? Would you rather play against banged up Kyler or mostly fully healthy Colt McCoy? Banged up Kyler. And the reason why is because Kyler does a lot of freelancing. And I, I just tuned into the hard knocks, the Arizona Cardinals. They have like the in-season hard knocks, which to me is definitely a lot more interesting than the training camp version. But one thing was very interesting. Kyler Murray ended up not playing in the game. Colt McCoy had to start. And you hear the players on the sideline, and they're talking about how the ball is out on time. They're like, oh, man, like that's what made Colt, Colt McCoy so good. The timing, the rhythm, everything is – you can see why he's been in the league for so long. And the players kind of like that. And I got to thinking about Kyler Murray and some of the plays that he makes, great, just running around in circles, eventually making the play. There was one play that lasted 21 seconds in a key moment. So Kyler definitely can hurt you with his athletic ability. But I like the fact that he – 
has to play a little bit more off script. Maybe it's his lack of height, whatever it is. But I think that gives you a chance, especially when you're a defense. If you can generate pressure right now, it makes it more difficult for a guy who wants to rely on his athletic ability. So Colt McCoy, to me, I, I would rather play Kyler because Colt is going to, where the ball is supposed to go, is going to get there. And we saw that really work against the 49ers in 2021. Peter says Vikings are pretenders. Vikings losing <sighs> big to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. We'll, we'll probably touch on a few of the games here, but looking at the playoff uh, picture right now, still Vikings would be that two seed in the NFC. Niners coming into Monday Night Football, the seven seed. Did you watch the game? I watched the I watched the um, the red zone version of the game. Uh, it showed a lot of it. So I watched a lot of it, and maybe they are pretenders. They they very well could be. Whatever pretenders is, I mean, they're a team. They have like two losses on the season, so yeah, they will be in the postseason. <laughs> but they're they got destroyed up front by the, the Dallas Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. I mean, just destroyed. So I don't even know if it's so much that the Vikings were pretenders, but if you have whatever the Cowboys have up front, which was massive in this game, then yeah, you can definitely make them look like pretenders. That's for sure. In the NFL, I keep saying it every week, and it keeps proving to be so true. The NFL is chaos. The team plays bad one week, comes back, plays great the next week. The Cowboys didn't look great last week, come back this week. They blow the heck out of the, the Vikings. The Vikings went and beat the Bills that everyone thought was the best team in the NFL last week, right? So um, just wait a week. And I bet the Vikings bounce back and have a really good game next week and beat whoever the heck they are playing. Actually, they might have a bye coming up. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, it, here's the but a reason why I wanted to bring up that question from Peter about the Vikings. So they would be the two seed, Niners seven seed. They'd be facing off if the playoffs started this week. But the 49ers still have to win on Monday Night Football to maintain that seven seed because the Washington Commanders right now, if the 49ers lose to the Cardinals on Monday Night Football, the Washington Commanders would leapfrog the 49ers into the seven seed in the current playoff picture after 11 weeks. So um, there's not a lot of teams now that, I mean, there's just some bad teams in the NFC and some teams getting further and further behind, but Washington commanders six and five now. So uh, they would be the only, basically every team that's over 500 would be in the playoffs. If the Niners lose and go back to an even five and five on the season and are 500, uh, then if the 49ers win, they would still maintain that seven seed in the playoffs and the commanders would be the only above 500 team that was out of the the top seven in the NFC after week 11. So it's and important. Every it's, team it's time to start looking NFC. at those things. Yeah, I was going to say, every team in the NFC East would be at that point in the playoffs, all four teams. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, NFC the division East, that the everybody NFC was East. calling the NFC least. <laughs> you know, so. it was, yeah, the Wests were supposed to be the greatest. And the Raiders just beat the Broncos, and somehow the Broncos are now in last place in the AFC West, even uh, even uh, behind the, the, Los the Las Vegas Raiders now, who are just playing awful ball, just yeah. really, really bad ball and then you've got the rams who lost to the saints the rams are now three and seven in a really really tough spot and so yeah it's uh it's an odd year in the nfl and parody reigns and starting to see a pretty big gap here between the haves and have nots in the nfc and um the niners in the end might only be battling with really one other team and right now it looks like washington is that team because the packers are four and seven they're three games under 500 the the I mean, the Bears are out of it. the The Rams are three and seven, four games under five hundred. The Lions are four and six, and they were on a three game winning streak just to get to two games under five hundred. It's it's pretty crazy what's going on right now in the NFC. Some bad teams.
Falcons are five and six, and that would be, I think they're like the ninth seed after Washington right now, and they're a game under 500. So uh, we got Middlecoff in the chat, our guy Brian Middlecoff, and he said, uh, but if the 49ers win, they are the three seed and leading the West. So yeah, the 49ers handle business. They'll be right up there with the Seahawks battling for first place in the NFC West, with, which would make them ahead of the NFC South leader, who's five and five right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, and the Seahawks have that bye this week, so they're catching up there in the win column, and they would both be six and four, right? And the Niners With would the have 49ers that. 49ers winning the head to head. Yep, yep. But still some things to play out there, and, and we're going to be looking at those. I have a feeling we're going to be looking at all. Remember last year, all of the different combinations of playoff seeding and uh, all the tiebreakers. I have a feeling we're going to go through that once again. But if the Niners can handle business, just beat the Seahawks and win the West and that's the spot you want to be in, right? Maybe even have some home games. But you got to win on Monday Night Football first, right? Spy Nick Danger always uh, hitting the live. So love that. Gives the thumbs up. Go Niners, he says. Go Brian. Go Croc. Love seeing that. He's absolutely pumped. BSE says Does anything worry you about the Cardinals? Because I've been hearing that on you know social media. I got my ear to the ground a little bit, and they're like, oh. I'm just worried about them. And I don't know. When I look at the 49ers in the roster, it's always confusing to me when they lose <laughs> because I'm like, man, this team is so talented. So I don't go into a game thinking, oh, this is the game. 49ers, they're in trouble. It's like, no, man, just do your job. <laughs> don't do any weird stuff. You know, offensively turn the ball over, a blocked punt, uh, you know, fumbling the ball, things that they did early in the Chargers game. You know, you don't do those things. You stay away from that. And uh, you play any like resemblance of a clean game, you'll beat whoever's across from you for the most part. So I, I don't look at the the Cardinals and I, not to belittle the Cardinals or anything, but I feel like the 49ers, they're the it's themselves. They, I think they, they can't beat. I, I think that's spot on. I think you're way more worried about the 49ers handling their own business than what the Cardinals are going to do to the 49ers. We'll get into more of those keys to victory. Some quotes this week from Nick Bosa and George Kittle about the state of the 49ers and themselves mentally uh, coming into this game in Week 11, Monday Night Football in Mexico City. And the 49ers injury report, get into the chat a little bit and uh, talk a little bit more about Week 11 and the game that is upcoming, Stadio, uh, Stadio Azteca. Right. Is that what it's called? I always get that one wrong Uh, in Mexico City. 49ers Cardinals should be a heck of a good one. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Turo. Largest and best. I was going to say best. Largest and best car sharing marketplace with Turo. You can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada and soon coming to Australia. And I know we have a ton of listeners in, of course, the U.S., but the U.K., Canada, and Australia as well. Shout out to all of them. Shout out to all our listeners in Mexico as well. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip, or you want to get a classic or luxury car for a special event, a birthday, you want to roll up in style, or maybe you just need a a car on a budget. You need to get from point A to point B. You need to run some errands. You need some wheels for that. You can find economy cars affordably with Turo Tons of hosts with any number of specific vehicles you might be looking for. Maybe you want to test drive that e-vehicle before uh, before you go make that purchase. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. 
Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. All the biggest news in the sporting world with host Peter Bukowski and sometimes featuring guys like Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock on there. It's it's inside information that only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide. Check out uh, check out Locked On Sports today on all of your favorite apps and youtube as well and of course you got to check out the peacock and williamson nfl show talking about the entire league every day myself and matt williamson of eric crocker locked on nfl draft right here on the locked on podcast network all right i do not know what this means but it's in spanish and i uh think it means that we're just Kicking ass here on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On 49ers, right? Croc, is that is that the vibe you get there? We got That's folks in Mexico already, probably. Estadia Azteca, that, that is the right one. I was uh, ineligible my senior year to start the year because I failed Spanish. So I'm probably not the person <laughs> to ask <laughs> what exactly that says. Yeah, I missed the first five games my senior year because of Spanish. I, 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 you had to take that one year. Uh, in in high school i actually took french instead of spanish and all the spanish i know is kitchen spanish so i know like all the bad words that you can't say but i don't know how to speak properly to, to anybody in spanish uh, a lot of folks already in mexico yeah estadia azteca levi's sewer Le- levi's south 80 percent niners fans of a hundred thousand plus stadium oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun uh and it's, it's really kind of messed up to do that to the arizona cardinals give them a home game against the niners in a place where they're gonna have tons and tons of fans injury report for the 49ers here eric armstead still really just unclear he he's not on ir he's just not practicing and this has lingered on well beyond the four weeks that he could have been on ir and, and returned so eric armstead still no end to his foot injury in sight when he will join the team very vague and they've never really given any indication when that might be eric armstead will not be suiting up for the 49ers in Mexico City. Samson Abelcom didn't get in some limited practice sessions on Friday and Saturday. He's listed as questionable. Uh, pretty good news on the rest of it. Nick Bosa had a day of rest. He is full, fully participating. He's good. Danny Gray had that ankle injury that popped up pregame last week. He was limited to start the week of practice. He got in some full practices. Um, Charvarius Ward, Trent Williams both had some rest and personal days and, and got in full practices at the end of the week. So everyone's looking good there. It's, it's a really nice injury report for those folks uh basically eric armstead aside that are not on injured reserve for the 49ers and they didn't really add anybody to the list last week so that is good news for the 49ers on the injury front and and somehow one of the i I saw some stats earlier today one of the top 10 uh least injured teams now in the league after being the most injured team in the league about what a month ago something like no i think why they have not put armstead on ir is because they only have I, i think there's only so many designations to return. I think there's something with that. Yeah, I know there's a limit. I don't know exactly what it is, but there is some sort of limit of how many players you can have returned. So they know they want him to return. And so I guess they don't want to to risk it. Because like, say you put him on IR, then you bring him back and then maybe you can't bring Kinlaw back or something later. Right. Who knows if he's ever going to be ready to come back. But um, the 49ers, I feel like they're in a really good spot here. And uh, you nailed it earlier. And a lot of the folks in the chat have nailed it as well. Kali says no turnovers. BSE says 
Don't give them anything easy, no bad penalties. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where it all begins. It begins there and ends there pretty much every single week. But I think this week more than than others is don't kill yourself penalties, turnovers. I mean, that's that's going to be a, the death of most games. And so um, I think you did nail it there, Croc, with, uh, with some of those things with not beating yourself. Right. And that, that's probably the thing that they're preaching – in the locker room before the games, but I think we got to dig a little deeper, right? Let's dig a little deeper. And what exactly do the 49ers need to make sure that that doesn't happen? And I think obviously we know a lot of things start with Jimmy Garoppolo, but let's talk about the right tackle position and Mike McGlinchey. And he's been a little up and down. He's been a little inconsistent. Now I have kind of dove into a little bit of film on him and you see times where he is doing well, but man, there's these big plays where he gets bulldozed and it leaves your quarterback extremely vulnerable. So uh, let's let's get right at right tackle with Mike McGlinchey and have let him have a clean game. And I think that'll help contribute to a cleaner game overall for the offense. And I'm thinking, you know, who might be out there on a key third down? J.J. Watt, right? Power style of rusher. Uh, he might be dealing with Watt rushes a lot from the inside, obviously, as well. But, you know, he can move around, play outside. Um, I, that's where it's worried me with, with big Mike McGlinchey is that anchor right and he uh, sometimes guys will get around him and i think if he knows he can't anchor then that's going to keep him trying to overcome that and then he can be get beat around the outside i think i feel like it's almost starting to unravel a little bit for mike mcglinchy and to be honest Kroc, I, I think a lot of it's mental too you start getting beat and then you start you know you gotta have a short memory i think an offensive tackle like they say about dbs and cornerbacks when you get beat you gotta be right back out there and and so i hope that isn't really and in fact to be honest with you i think that's probably the number one key to victory when you talk about the 49ers beyond uh you know beyond the penalties and beyond the you know the obvious things like that i think there's another level of let's go to nick bosa's quote here nick nick bosa when it was he was asked about D'Amico ryan's talking about the mantra of no energy vampires wanted high energy players nobody moping around anything like that because this was a weird trip that they just took because you know a lot of traveling they went to colorado springs first the air force academy to get ready for the elevation before they went down to mexico city so extra traveling this week it was freezing cold there it was snowing and nick bosa hey real was, quick the cold yeah. that would make me an energy vampire for sure the cold <laughs> I feel like it might have for some. I, I, that's probably why D'Amico Ryan's brought it up. I, I feel like it wasn't the greatest trip for the 49ers up there in Colorado Springs. Nick Bosa said this quote, it's been an interesting trip. It's definitely testing our fortitude and our ability to stay positive. Yeah, I don't like hearing that croc, right? Like that's, that's way more important than who your opponent is. If the team, he didn't say my fortitude. He said our fortitude and our ability to stay positive. That means, you know, when practice is over or even between drills, sitting there with your hands in the, you know, in the, in the fanny, in the pouch there, trying to uh, keep your hands warm and talking about it in the locker room, maybe you're talking about it at the back of the bunks, you know, um, I don't think the players liked that trip much at all. And I, and I guess you can't blame them. Right. I think what it is, is, uh, you know, we know this team can play in the cold weather. We watched them play in Green Bay on the road, zero-degree weather, and come away with a win, right? And everything was positive coming out of that. Uh, there's been some rain games, uh, Washington, where they won. They're sliding in the water. So we know that they can overcome that. But I think it's when you don't have to go through it. I think that's the frustrating part. This morning, I'm out there. My wife and I, we let, like, a bunch of the bushes and trees and, and, and – uh, 
flowers and stuff died in front of the house. So we're trimming all this stuff down. It's 30 degrees. I don't want to be out here at 8 a.m. doing all this yard work. But I had to do it, right? And I think it's hard to have a positive mindset about doing something that you just absolutely do not feel like doing, especially when you don't have to. I could have been on my couch watching all the football prep stuff. And instead, I'm picking up all this trash and leaves and stuff. And I think that's how they felt about it, man. Like They're doing something. It's like, dude, why are we out here in 20-degree weather <laughs> when we could have been in Mexico City or we could have been back in Santa Clara? And uh, you got to figure out how to overcome that. Hopefully, there's a leader that stood up and said, no, nah, like, listen, <laughs> we got to be able to overcome these elements. And I watched the hard knocks with the Cardinals, as I referred to earlier, and they had a rainy day. They went somewhere, and it was raining. I think it was Cincinnati or something. And it's raining hard. It's raining hard. And a couple of the guys, like J.J. Watt, he's good. But everybody else, man, they were like, I, I, you can tell they don't want to be out here. Even even uh, Kyler Murray, he's trying to hype himself up. He's like, all right, lock in, lock in. Like He's like talking to himself <laughs> to get him to lock in because of how the rain was coming down at practice. Actually, you know, who, the, the one guy who might have liked the, the time – in the snow, practicing in the snow was Charlie Warner, who showed up to practice in shorts on. So, yeah, wow. it's the right atmosphere for him. We got to get him in a snow game. Where's he from? He went to Georgia. Great question. Yeah, I don't know where he's from originally. <laughs> he doesn't care about the cold, though, that's for sure. He's like my dad. My dad would definitely be the guy wearing shorts in, in 20 degrees. I don't mind the cold. I like the cold. Yeah, Bobo said, didn't we overcome the Green Bay elements in the playoffs? I think he must have just got to this because that's the first thing I mentioned. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, how about this quote? I, look, Nick Bosa, he, he doesn't say a lot either. So when he says something about that, the fortitude and, and trying to stay positive, you know they didn't love the trip, but I'm not worried about Nick Bosa playing hard you know i'm not worried about his motor but it worries me about maybe some other players on the team that maybe had a a, a rough week and, and may, might have a, a more difficult time getting up for this game in mexico city george kittle another guy you do not have to worry about but really interesting quote by him as well this week when asked about his one catch game last week it was a huge catch for the 49ers on third down but his statement was quote I'd love more than two targets. That's from George Kittle. And you don't really hear any dissenting stuff ever from George Kittle. And you probably would be able to guess that he would like more than two targets. But he, the fact that he said it out loud, right, to reporters, can we feed George Kittle, Croc, a little bit? You know, a lot of people would tell you, like, oh, no, he's fine with blocking. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, he wants to catch the ball. This is a guy that caught for almost 1,400 yards or whatever it was when he broke the record. Like, get the ball in his hands. And the more times you target him, the more times you put the ball in his hands, the more something special potentially might happen. He's one of your best offensive weapons. I mean, between him and Debo Samuel, just what they're able to do and how they're able to create the more opportunities they get. You would think that you would want to kind of force that issue just a little bit and just find different ways, and they get away from there. And I I get it, George Kittle, yeah. I If you listen to this show, we've been saying you need to be targeted at least eight times a game. But, you know, he's being utilized in different ways, and sometimes he's you know stays in to block. But regardless of what you do, I feel like he needs his eight targets. And I think he believes that too. But it was, it was good to hear him say that because a lot of people – because he likes to block, they put the pass catching stuff on the back burner. It's like, not nah, like that comes first. Yeah. And you see Travis Kelsey in, in, in the game tonight, 
catching three touchdown passes. Like that is the first option. And there's no Debo Samuel on that team. There's no Christian McCaffrey on that team. But still, man, you, you got to find a way to get the ball into his hands. But at the same time, the 49ers aren't the type of team to throw the ball 40 times. And you want to get Christian McCaffrey 10 targets. You want to get Debo 10 targets. You want to get Kittle 10 targets. Probably want to get Ayuk 10 targets too, you know? And then you still feeding the ball to some other running backs and you're running the ball and Juwan Jennings and, and Ray Ray McLeod, maybe even Danny Gray is active for this game. So uh, it's tough. There's really, with, with the way the 49ers are set up right now and a team that isn't a high-volume passing team, there's just not going to be enough to go around. And there's going to be probably a different guy every week, which means there has to be someone else taking a back seat every week. Uh, but it can't be Kittle every week, right? Like, you know, I, I feel like it need, I feel like Kittle needs to, at the very least, have the opportunities every week. It's mm-hmm. so like last week, right? Like Debo Samuel didn't have a huge game to get one or two catches. And like one was like around the line of scrimmage. But he did have six targets. So the opportunity was there, whether a play got blown up or whatever, but they were trying to get the ball in his hands. And I think they need to do more of that with George Kittle. Try to get the ball in his hands. And I only say that because he has some special ability. He's a mismatch for his linebackers. Safeties can barely guard him, cover him. Uh, what he does after the catch, the more you get the ball in his hands, the more just something special is liable to happen. And we saw that a lot early on. And if Nick Mullins can do it, I'm pretty sure Jimmy can do it. <laughs> yeah. BSE says, I'm guessing he'll get a ton because Cardinals don't have a Derwin James. The The Chargers had a Derwin James and Kelsey just scored three touchdowns and Derwin James is holding his ass the entire game. So yeah, I don't think that matters at all. Like you got a good player. You you they got Buda Baker on the other side. Yeah, Buda, Buda Baker, Baker is he, he's done. You know they they have battles between yeah, yeah. him and George Kittle. Really Not saying he shuts them down, but you know he'll win some. You know George Kittle wins some. It's just when you see George Kittle win some, and then he throws them by and he runs for another thirty yards into the end zone. It's like oh George Kittle won that battle. So give me more of that. All right, we're getting to chat a little bit more here to finish up this episode of Locked On 49ers. Getting pumped for Monday Night Football. I want to see it in the chat. What is your key to victory? Who's your secret superstar player going to be on Monday Night Football? Which players need to step up? Which players need to have big games for the 49ers? Which players are you worried about on the other side uh, from the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football? And we've got some quotes now from both Ndamukong Sue and John Lynch about the pursuit of Sue and how he nearly became a San Francisco 49er next prize picks is daily fantasy made easy how easy well you can make entries in less than 60 seconds it's that easy and you're not competing against other people it's just you versus those projections available you're not drafting a whole team all you do is you pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry for example you think it's going to be a big george kittle game on Monday night football. You go more than receiving yards. You go more than passing yards for Jimmy Garoppolo. Boom, boom. If they both hit, you're in the money. And by the way, those withdrawals are safe and fast with prize picks. Prize picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. And it's not just NFL at prize picks. This is daily fantasy. You can play every day with every sport. When I say every sport, I mean it. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL, PGA, we're talking MMA, boxing, even disc golf and cricket at Prize Picks. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. 
If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Who has the most total combined rushing and receiving yards Monday night crock on the 49ers offense? Debo Samuel. Okay, Debo. It's a, I, I'm, I'm looking, I, I want to see a big Debo and Kittle affair. And I know there's going to be a lot of running. I know McCaffrey's going to be on the field a lot and involved. And I want to see him involved in the passing game. It looked really good, that two-headed monster in the backfield with McCaffrey and uh, Elijah Mitchell last week. And, you know, you want the 49ers to have a lead so they can run the ball a lot in the second half. But I just really feel like for what we've talked about earlier, just the the mental aspect of the team and getting everybody involved. I don't think it's smart for the franchise for the 49ers offense for really anything. If Debo Samuel is going to just take a deep back seat to Christian McCaffrey and even Brandon Ayuk, right. Uh, and George Kittle the same. So yeah, I'm hoping Debo and George Kittle are really the ones that, that go off on Monday night football. I think that would be a really good vibe in the locker room and then have an opportunity to maybe, uh, maybe run the ball a lot in the second half. But again, there's, there's not enough balls to go around for how many playmakers there are on offense. And that brings up the, the question, Croc, is Kyle Shanahan too conservative to have that many weapons on offense, right? Because the Niners need to be scoring more than 22 points a game. The 49ers need to be torching people with how much talent they have on the offensive side of the ball and you can't point to jimmy garoppolo either because he's having a pretty good year and jimmy garoppolo for all the the playmakers the 49ers have jimmy garoppolo is the type of quarterback that can get the ball out in the short and intermediate to all of those playmakers to go make plays and so um i think kyle shanahan more than anybody key to victory kyle shanahan have a great game right yeah, you know, I've been saying that. Figure it out, Kyle Shanahan. And last week, it was cool. Like, anytime you win and, you know, you, you only score 22 points, but as long as you score more than your opponent, you know, that's a W. That's all that matters. But in the sense of, you know, kind of looking forward, you know, and we've been talking about it. Why haven't they gotten more out of the offense? And why has it been a little inconsistent when you are the offensive guy and you have a ton of weapons? So... It is interesting with how it almost feels like a lot of people are saying, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo holds the offense back. And maybe he does. Maybe Jimmy G holds the offense back. But we also saw Jimmy Garoppolo be the quarterback of this team that was scoring close to 28 points a game in 2019, 28, 29 in that range. And right now, they're not doing that. So And they got a lot more playmakers right now than they and have. And they have more. Players. So – Maybe it's still Jimmy. I, I mean, but I don't think so. I, that's not what it looks like. I'll say that. It doesn't look like it's it's just Jimmy holding the offense back. There's this conservative nature with Kyle Shanahan where he leans a lot on the defense to really kind of push his team forward and win games. And I know some people will say, well, that's the strength of this team. I'm like, man, I look at all these weapons on offense. You would think at some point this would be a the strength. Bobo says, our offense needs to be more consistent for sure. If you are favored by eight points, then you need to win convincingly, but our disappointing offense allows teams to hang around. Yeah, don't let them hang around. Get that early lead and then step on their neck. I like that, Bobo. I like that a lot. Did Call of Duty come out this weekend? (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. If it's a game time decision, uh, Kyler Murray's definitely not playing. (laughs) 
49ers need to hold on to the ball if the Cardinal, uh, but the Cardinals are third in forced fumbles in the league. And yeah, so another vote there for turnovers. It's always huge. Daniel says, can't wait to see the Mitchell Christian McCaffrey duo again and how Shanahan uses the two superstar backs in this game. Yeah. And throw Debo in there too. Uh, How is that usage going to continue to look? Is it going to be just really different every week or is it going to be very similar to what we saw last week in the backfield? A little bit more of an even split. Niner Sickness says, key players for victory on offense, Juwan Jennings and George Mm. Kittle. Third downs, right? Third down weapons. Keep the third down. uh, Keep the drive alive on third down. It's huge. I think that's the biggest benefit that Christian McCaffrey can bring the 49ers as well. Too many options on third down not to go uh, keep those drives alive. On defense, Dre Greenlaw and Jimmy Ward. I like that. Jimmy Ward. Hey, we talked about, you know, George Kittle and the Buda Baker, kind of what that might look like. And I did see a lot of people in the chat say, well, Buda Baker's banged up. He's injured. Well, he was injured heading into last week, and it didn't matter. He still had a 53-yard interception. So uh, and if he's on the field, he's somebody that you have to account for. BSC says it's Debo and Kittle for me. It's Debo and Kittle for me as well. I agree with you there. Peter says Niners' average points per game in 2019 was 29.9. So basically yeah. 30 points a game. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. and this year's scoring is down. So if they're around 30 points a game, that's really big. We saw, what was it, 30-27 was the final score. Watching, like, and Jimmy's not these guys, but watching Patrick Mahomes and um, and Justin Herbert throw the ball around, like the elite-level throws in that game on Sunday Night Football, that was fun to watch. The 49ers don't even have to do that. Like, you don't have to throw lasers everywhere with all the talent <laughs> the 49ers have to put up points. Right. Yeah, that was, that was a fun watch. And – uh you know, no interceptions for Patrick Mahomes, which really Mahomes is someone who typically puts the ball in harm's way. He did not uh, Sunday evening. And even without all his main weapons, Travis Kelsey aside, obviously, but, you know, the rookie that only had seven catches coming in almost doubled his career total uh, with Sky Moore in this game. He's got, uh, who's it, Justin Watson? I always forget his first. Is Jason Watson or Justin Watson? Yeah, Justin Watson, right? Watson. Watson, he... Watson. he Spent a few years with uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There you go. Yeah, Watson. One of the Watsons out there. Speaking of Watson, I don't even know what he's talking about here. Need your take on Benjamin Watson, Peter Burns altercation. Do you know what this is, Crop? No. Nope. I don't know what that is. You can fill us in in the chat with what's going on there in those altercations. BSC said uh, Justin Watson is a sneaky good player. He's I feel like fast. that word only gets used for a specific <laughs> uh, position and a specific person at that yeah. position. A specific type of person at a specific position. Yeah, absolutely. Michael says, I believe it's going to be a good game for Kittle. Something tells me he's going to get two tutties. I like it. That would be really good because Kittle, he's not a high touchdown type guy throughout his career. So when you see him, one, get in the end zone, I think that's exciting in itself. All right. You know, George Kittle scored. So two times, that would be a really, really good one. I mean, this is just selfish from Quality951 says, Ayuk and gold, but only for his fantasy team. The fantasy reasons. Come on. That's selfish. You're thinking of yourself here. You got to think of the team. Got to think of the team, although that would be good to have uh, Ayuk and, and Gold. Actually, probably not great if Gold is is your key factor in this game on offense, right, Croc? You want him kicking extra points and not uh, and not field goals. And actually, that Bobo brings up another good point here. Drop balls and not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. It's what holds us back. Also, not going for it on fourth and short. Sometimes Kyle needs to grow 
a pair. All right. <laughs> I, I think the 49ers dropped a fair share of passes in 2019 as well. Their receiver group, especially before they traded for um, uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders, it was bad. And it still wasn't an amazing wide receiver group even after that. So they're way better now, but they still dropped too many balls. Yeah. But Brandon Ayuk, and, and I think, you know, he talked about Brandon Ayuk dropping the ball on the goal line. So you go from 24 points to 26 points. And, and that's still cool. But still, I, I just think when you look at the weapons that they have, most teams would be like, man, I would love to have that type of weaponry on the team. I think you're, it's a little underwhelming as far as points per game go. And I just hold them to that standard because I'm just looking towards the playoffs and how you're going to really need your offense to kind of step up and, and, and score points. Everything tightens down, so you want to be hitting that ground running come playoff time. And we've seen this 49er team uh, get out early some games. You've seen them, uh, you know, take to the, what, the last kick against the Green Bay Packers. So we've seen a lot of that, but be a little bit more consistent, get used to that a little bit more explosive. And, you know, I just think it helps you come playoff time. Cards stayed in Arizona. 49ers went to the snow in Colorado. Will either strategy have a noticeable impact on the game? As someone said earlier, yeah, it's like it's almost like the Niners have two away games the same week, but then uh, but a home crowd. So weird, right. such a weird situation. Will it pay off for the 49ers? You hope it does, because if their lungs aren't in better shape than the Cardinals, then that whole practice week of practice was a lost week and, and completely unnecessary so you hope the 49ers aren't jet lagged aren't tired aren't sort of mentally worn down because they were so fresh coming off the bye week if you kind of undid all that and the team sort of mentally worn down coming into this game uh then then the, the 49ers screwed up but if you're up and your lungs are there and your lungs are better than the cardinals are then yeah more power to you then, then you won that week of practice it remains to be seen i don't know I did see someone, uh, they added us on Twitter and told us about the altitude and said we were kind of overlooking it a little bit and that the altitude in Mexico City is even worse than Colorado. So yeah, so that is something Denver, to think about. But I think my question was before, do people go and practice in the altitude before going to Denver? And we just watched the Oakland Raiders who practice in Las Vegas go to Denver and win and they won late in the game like it wasn't like they started out and then oh man we get tired but oh we have a lead it was like no like they got stronger as the game went on and Devonte adams got better as the game went on and the oakland raiders won even with the altitude and mile high so how how important is it to go and practice in these different elements for a week uh, you know we'll, we'll see they win it doesn't matter but. Yeah, and I think the the numbers that and I don't have them in front of me anymore, but it was like you know Mile High Stadium, uh, Denver is around five thousand fifty five hundred, and it's another two thousand feet higher elevation in Mexico City than it yeah. is even in in Denver, and and so Colorado Springs is uh, not even as as high of elevation as uh, as Mexico City, but it's at least a lot closer. It's within you know within a thousand or within 500 or something like that of, of where uh, Mexico city is, but it's crazy. I don't really think of Mexico city as, as that sort of a mountainous high altitude place, but it is 7,200 feet above elevation is what I'm seeing here for yeah. Estadio Azteca. I played a game in Salt Lake city and I don't, 
I don't remember if I felt it or not. I don't. To me, when you're in it, it's just it's go time. Like all this other stuff, whatever the elements, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, whatever. Like when you step on that field, it doesn't. None of that other stuff matters to me. It's like I I have to perform at the highest ability. So uh, I can't even. I don't even remember. And I hear like Utah is supposed to have like a different elevation as well, uh, but. Uh, I I gotta perform. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've never played a football game in that elevation, but you know, go skiing or you just get, you know, right when you get out of the car, get out of the bus, get out of the plane, or whatever, you feel it, you notice it. The air is different, the air is thinner. But you know, I don't feel anything throughout the day. Skiing all day, skiing hard, whatever it is. I'm not playing football games. It's not anywhere near. But um, it's like know. humidity, right? Like you, you can feel when right. I come from California, which I'll, I'll be in traveling to California Tuesday. Right. Then when I get back to Arkansas, let's say it's the summertime. When I get out the airport, I feel it. Like it's just like, whoo, it's like you just like you're in the sauna. And then, you know, ten minutes later it's like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Right? It's like you, you just kind of deal with it. Oxygen masks, tanks on the sideline, ready to roll. Uh, we'll see if the 49ers are ready for it. We'll see if their lungs are up to it. We'll see if their lungs are in better shape than the Cardinals lungs on monday night football in mexico city i can't wait to watch this one it's going to be a whole lot of fun and of course croc and i will be back post game right here again doing it up live rapid react style thanks everybody for making locked on 49ers your first listen every day make sure you're checking out peacock and williamson and locked on nfl draft as well as locked on sports today and everything else the locked on podcast network has to offer croc and i back monday night right here Locked on 49ers.